up in the red room. Before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage. That light about the dark, can you build the inferno from the itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers, rise with the cream. A million of the writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the red room. We say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real in the red room. All about the crap, a screen writing. Feel my bottle up with lightning up in the red room. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Yeah, y'all hear that beat right there, that sky beat. Y'all don't know nothing about that. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it real, <laughs> we keep it street, we keep it real, mm-hmm. we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? 2016. You don't even know what you're about to say I know. right now, do you? Country ass accent. <laughs> 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 so y'all hear her voice? That's my girl, Lisa B, over there, trying to think she's cool and all like that. But, um, it's just good to be back. That's all. It is. That's all. Are you back? Yeah. Well, so yeah. You started from the bottom. The now you're here. Now I started from the bottom. <laughs> now I'm here. So y'all know how we do it on the Ram Room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you can talk all your bullshit. Okay. So here's what I got to say. Now there's just been a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And um and since I've been on uh. Sabbatical. A sabbatical <laughs> with my broken ankle. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a little more time to kind of look and it. Just, I mean, a lot of it's exciting. A lot of it's kind of disheartening. And a lot of it is just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But, okay, so I'm, I'm going to have to ask you because we're just going to jump right into it. Let's go. <clears throat> Did you watch the trailer for the new Nina movie? Yes. And what? Look, don't. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. So, no, honest opinion. Like, what is your... Okay. How can I preface this? Hmm. Oh, no. I just smacked all smack this. Lick. Okay. Look, I put a now. big line on this thing, too, since I smacked Okay. All right. <laughs> Look, here's my thing. Um, hmm. How should I phrase this? All right. I'm going to offend some people, and I'm not going to offend some other people. I'm one of those people where... I believe acting is acting. Yes. Okay? I believe people are playing characters to represent... The essence? The essence of something. Mm -hmm. And I use that, and I realize theater and film are two different things. But what my man did in in, um, Alexander Hamilton proves to you you can still have a hit musical with black faces and Latino faces and a few white faces, and it doesn't have to be white folks. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, I feel the same way. Just hear me out about the Nina Simone issue. Okay? Don't mind me sitting there. I'm eating with, a kick With Zoe Zaldana mm-hmm. playing Nina Simone. Okay. I don't care if they darken her face. I don't care if they did whatever. She's representing the film. This is my opinion. She's representing the film. She's just portraying a character. She's an actress. Right? <clears throat> People are giving her this hard time. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes we spend more time... And you can defend yourself if this is how you feel or not. But I feel like sometimes we spend more time being concerned about how light or dark skinned somebody is or how they look or don't look like somebody than the fact that the movie needed to be done so that somebody is so that somebody who didn't know the story can see the story. Right? So that's what I'm going to preface it with. 
So I think Zoe's a badass actor, in my opinion. Um, yes, I saw the trailer. Um, I, I, the makeup was here or there for me, you know, but we've seen other movies where the makeup is here or there. I mean, look at Johnny Depp in, with Black Mass, whatever the fuck. That was horrible, you know. So what can you do? I mean, that's just my thought. But you go ahead, say whatever. I don't care. Go on. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you thinking it, though. Go ahead. Okay, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going <laughs> to preface this also by saying this. I agree. I think actors can bring the essence of a character. I remember this. Some of you are going to be really young to, rem- to remember this. This is way before social media, before computers. Mm-hmm. When Diana Ross <coughs> played Billie Holiday yeah. in Lady Sings the Blues, mm-hmm. there was a lot of discussion. I was a child, and I remember hearing you know, my parents, uh, my parents' friends, um, and like I said, I grew up in San Diego, but a lot of people, black people who came through San Diego... <coughs> were transplants. A lot of them came from New Orleans. A lot of them were coming from Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. So why we, you mention all them country as? Well, no, it's true because we had <laughs> we had the aerospace industry in San Diego, and we mm-hmm. also had the tuna fisheries. So mm-hmm. we had a lot of those people coming. The great one of the, the second waves of the great migrations of, of black folk in this mm-hmm. country. So I, as a young child, I was very privy to a lot of conversations coming from various uh, strata of blackness, as it were, because my mother was <laughs> from back east. Mm-hmm. She's one of the few in my, in my family who were born on the East Coast. So totally different. You know, you have different opinions from different black people. As we always say, we're not a monolithic group. Everyone has their opinion. Mm-hmm. So when the Diana Ross thing was coming around and people were like, there are many arguments. People saying, well, you know, Diana Ross is a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, Barry Gordy's, you know, that's, that's his, his, his woman. Mm-hmm. And is that before or after Mahogany, by the way? This is before. Okay. This is the first movie the that first Diana Ross was it. in. 1972. Okay. I believe it was 72. Now, mind you, in 1972, I was a wee, a wee child. <laughs> but I remember these serious con- conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother is very, very fair-skinned, damn near passing for white. And she, she does pass for white a lot of the times when we go places because when my black ass show up, uh, <laughs> uh, situation tends to change a little bit. <laughs> I thought she was high yellow. That bathroom that was available uh, <laughs> no longer is available <laughs> in the department store, I guess. But, um, uh, you know, it was just... It was interesting because there were arguments for both sides. Most people were saying most people didn't know who Billie Holiday was. They a lot of you know the younger people who were going to go see this movie. Uh, In the 70s, lady, lady, a lot of people didn't know. I mean, wow. you got to remember, it's just like now, a lot of people don't know who Nina Simone is. Okay, you know, the, and, and a lot of people don't understand how blackness and blackness, blackness skin, dark skin was tied mm-hmm. to Nina's work. Yeah. So that's why I'm seeing all these conversations about oh, it doesn't matter. You can be light skin, dark skin. Malcolm X was played by Denzel. Denzel ain't light skin and had to die. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. I understand the business, too. So the thinking was, I know that in the 70s, Lady Sings the Blue, Diana Ross played the role, looked mm-hmm. nothing like... No, nothing like her. But we have to remember, it's a movie, and this was just uh, one, one, one narrative of, of many sides of many stories about mm-hmm. um, Billie Holiday. So that ruckus kind of died down, because once Diana Ross knocked it out the park... It really became Still about it really became about mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, Richard Pryor was phenomenal yep. in it. It really like push started his career to like really looking at him as a serious actor. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the uh, the incomparable Billy Billy, Billy, Billy D. Williams, <laughs> Billy D. Williams, you know, brought him to the forefront. Mm-hmm. So I have always been under um, 
for me personally, my thing is always this. You don't necessarily have to look like the person, but you do have to bring the essence of what the person is, and you do have to be a strong actor. And my opinion on Zoe Saldana um, playing Nina, uh, she wouldn't have been my first choice, but I was going to give her the benefit of the doubt like you know people did with Diana Ross. I said, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times – we look at people and we don't think they match who we think it is, but mm-hmm. sometimes they bring the essence in the performance. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for. Um, I was more than willing to to let that be. I was going to let her talent stand on that when I saw mm-hmm. the movie. However, Go ahead, cool. I saw the trailer, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. The makeup was distracting. I could okay. not get past. Yeah. First of all, it was bad. Mm-hmm. The wig. Um, all the shots they, sh- they took... Uh, uh, some of the shots just I, I mean I know she was trying to do her thing God bless her mm-hmm. but it just it, the makeup was just distracting I would have preferred she's too pretty and it's not so much as her being too pretty because Nina was gorgeous too in her own way you know just that beautiful queendom that she brought to it but I just think she had part- an essence about her that, I don't mean to interrupt you mm-hmm. she had an essence about her and a strength about her that made her beautiful despite the fact Let's call it the American way. She's not physically. She's not traditionally a European. Keen nose, thin lips. Because quite frankly, to be honest, in my opinion, and you're going to totally disagree, Leslie Jones could have played her in the sense of how they looked. Oh yeah, she could have. You see what I'm saying? She had that strong of features. And if Leslie Jones could act really good, she could have done it. Mm -hmm. No problem. But I think for me, the the like I said, I was going to be open. Like you know what? Let her performance. You know, mm-hmm. let the proof be in the pudding. Let her mm-hmm. have the performance. I was going to give her that. But I, when I saw the trailer, it, that makeup was just so horrible. And I feel like when I'm going to sit down and see the movie, all I'm going <laughs> to see is that funky-ass wig, mm-hmm. that horrible makeup, and really terrible prosthetic. And just, you know, and I'm, I'm going to try to be fair and still go see the movie and just, just, just to go look. And I don't want it to be like a hate watch or like, oh, let me go see Zoe Suck fail. Because it's not about her failing. And I know there's been conversations going on about, you know, light skin and dark skin and what it means to be. And a lot of light skin women have been are, are butthurt. And I understand. Mm-hmm. And I also have to look at the side of knowing what Nina represented in her music. And if you're going to cast, and this is when it comes in time when you have black people doing black stories. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, had it been a black woman or a black producer, they would have put the casting and really tried to find someone who kind of embodies and looks like Nina. Okay. I do understand that probably Cynthia Mort, who's the one who directed it, uh, and it, this, they were filming it in like 2012. I understand at the time, Zoe, you know, she was one she of was the in our, yeah, out. she was in the movies and everything. Mm-hmm. She was like everybody's black girl, you know, and, Avatar, everything. Yeah, she, and so I understand the idea of getting a name attached to a project to get your project done. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. That's part of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. I was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, and then I saw the trailer and the makeup, and I just thought to myself, was there not one person there who said, yeah. let's not do the makeup. Mm. Let's not do the makeup. Mm. Let's do it like Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. Fuck people she who- She just played it. Just play it. Yeah. Bring the essence. Mm-hmm. Somebody else can make the Black Nina Simone movie the, the however they want to do it, mm-hmm. which is their right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I'll say about that. I mean, it's okay. really interesting to see the conversations, and, and I, what I want to say is you don't- don't ever for a doubt um, negate or even try to quantify how black a woman is, mm-hmm. uh, especially a lot of the stuff that's been going on with Zoe. I know I've, I've chuckled too, like, uh, what y'all think y'all doing? <laughs> you know, because, you know, we, we with black people sometimes, we do play the dozens amongst ourselves and we joke oh, about God. stuff and we, yeah, and then yeah. At, at, at the end, you just bring it. Like, the, the one thing, you know, it's kind of like, 
in the song with Beyonce's on Formation. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, you know, people could talk trash, you know, and, you know, always stay gracious, you know, and let your paper do the talking for you, yeah. you know. And I'm just going to wait and let the proof be in the pudding. So, but for right now, it's going to be hard for me to sit there and get hmm. past that makeup. Yeah, that's not good. And, and it's not her f- fault to an extent because there's so many other people who are who are doing that makeup and uh, and the director. They didn't have one black person. They usually do test shots. I mean, all who that stop stuff. and looked at it. Bitches, y'all can hire me, okay? All I need <laughs> is a... Uh, a uh, six wing pack KFC. <laughs> six wing pack KFC. Some sweet tea. <laughs> and a dozen like sprinkles cupcakes. And I will come to your set and look at your project. <laughs> and I will tell you that makeup looks bad. <laughs> Sounds like a new TV show. I'm easy. Lisa Bullock-Kaiser. Lisa, Lisa comes to consultant. your set, consultant, and tells you, bitch, that looks bad. <laughs> In fact, that's the show's called, Bitch, That Looks Bad. Yeah, okay. You done fucked up. As Jeff Thorne BTB. said. BTB. <laughs> you done fucked up. Okay. Oh, and a shout out to Jeff Thorne. I don't know if y'all saw, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, mm-hmm. but he had wrote like an open letter. Did he? I didn't see that. To the gods of Egypt. Oh, no. He went in on (laughs) And basically just said, y'all fucked up. And broke it down. So kudos, Jeff. One of the homies, like, I'm like, damn, Jeff. Like, like, Jeff went in, snatched edges. (laughs) Well, speaking of Jeff, can we give a shout out to Paul Gio? Getting his new pilot with David Aluelo. Oh, Black 22s. That's what's up. Because he told us about it last year. And I know he was just trying to, we're just crossing our fingers for that. And for that, that, for it to happen, I'm so excited for him. Mm Mm-hmm. With National Geographic, and um, if you don't know about it, uh, it was just out. Um, I read it on Deadline. It's probably out in Variety too. But basically, he sold his uh, pilot to um, National Geographic, which is fascinating yeah. because it's historic. So yeah, sense, but yeah. I, National Geographic is really trying to move into scripted series, mm-hmm. which is smart. I mean, A and E has done it. History Channel's done it. Yeah. Shout out to History Channel and uh, my show Vikings. <laughs> Love you, Ragnar. Agatha. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so right now, I guess they're just going through the motions of, mm-hmm. of getting it, you know, getting it all the way totally done deal. And I'm excited for him because it's telling the story of the true life story of the first black officers mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about St. Louis with Ferguson and all the stuff that's been popping off lately, it's just an historic tale. And I'm excited because, you know, I have like plenty of police officers mm-hmm. in my family. Mm-hmm. And to be able to see a show, uh, I know my uncle's going to be over the moon. I'm going to have to call him and tell mm-hmm. him and say, they got a show about the first black cops in St. Louis. And, <laughs> you know, we've had relatives in St. Louis and I've been to St. Louis to mm-hmm. visit. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, I, I think the way he was, they, they were talking about it is like the black untouchables. Mm-hmm. Imagine uh, as being, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, can you imagine black folk? And this is like, I think it's like in the 1920s. How, you know how sharp we look back I just remember, then? I just remember, I remember Paul pitching us the story and we both were sitting here with our mouth dropped. Uh, when he told us, <laughs> well, he didn't tell us on the show. I mean, afterwards, no, we were talking, off, we're talking about it. And I was just like, my mouth dropped. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude. Uh-huh. Are you kidding? Because he was talking about a movie or a TV show. Yeah, because at the time, time so. I was trying to sell it as a movie, and it was just like just the I don't know. It's just going to be an amazing show, and I think it's got everything. It's got like prohibition. Mm-hmm. You got gangsters. Mm-hmm. You got police officers. And mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about the history of the the St. Louis, uh, the first police in St. Louis, they weren't allowed to wear cops uniforms, mm-hmm. so they had to be cops, <laughs> but in their regular clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, the only thing I could think of when I heard that, I just thought Idris in a suit. 
And the fedora. Ooh, man. So I'm so excited. So congratulations, Paul. Looking forward for that show coming out because, you know, sexy black people, beautiful black people, historic, <laughs> you know, and especially it's such a timely piece, too. So exciting, mm-hmm. exciting. But anywho. A couple of things that's been going on. Oh, let's talk about it. Well, this is this is the chop up episode. We're gonna do the chop it up. Did you see the Ghostbusters trailer? I have not. With <gasps> all the women, you haven't watched it. I have not seen it. I seen the still of it, but I haven't seen haven't seen it at all. It's cute. Jaya. However, <laughs> come on. The no, first no, one was kind of no, corny, no. anyway. Well, but it was cute. It's but it was ghost, but it was fun. Yeah, it, was, it, it, was, was, ghosts it was and You know, it was just a fun thing. Yeah. And I'm excited. Murray and I'm Dan excited because it's all the women's, and they got some funny women in yeah. here. I mean, some really great. A lot of them are like SNL alumni, so it's mm-hmm. like really great stuff. But here's the thing: the controversy that's been popping off. Sure. So the trailer came out, and so three of the women um, are scientists, and then there's Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. And she's playing the MTA worker. Oh, I did see it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So the controversy that's coming out, because even I had to comment on there. My first thought was, why couldn't Leslie be a scientist too? Mm. You know? Because we never get to be scientists, <laughs> you know? Actually, there's a scientist in my new movie that really? I'm Really? Yeah. Writing. So here's the thing. So a lot mm-hmm. of people were talking about, it's like, man. And, and that was my initial reaction was like, huh. And my other initial reaction was I was kind of disappointed because – it was kind of like her character was the typical black sidekick. Mm-hmm. All the big jokes. All the big jokes mm-hmm. over, over you know, how Leslie is. Just kind of extra. Yeah, I know. I've, I've cast her in yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen? I, I got a chance to see her uh, her stand-up that she did a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Funny as fuck. Oh, yeah, she's great. Funny as mm-hmm. fuck on that thing. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like, hmm. And my initial reaction was, you know, let's bring it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, and for example, there's nothing wrong with being an MTA worker. Let me say that again. A lot of hard, working class people deserve to be movies, those type of things. That's not my argument. My argument is whenever it's the black character, mm-hmm. we are always that person. We never get to be the scientist. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with having an MTA worker. Why couldn't uh, one of the other characters have been the MTA worker? And I'm just saying in terms of representation, in terms of black and STEM, if you're not familiar with black and STEM, um, basically it's the idea of getting more black people and um, especially women involved in the sciences, science, mm-hmm. technology, um, you know, uh, engineering, mathematics, that kind of thing. So it would have been aw- just for me, in my opinion, it would have been awesome to see her be a fantastic scientist. That would have been awesome. And, you know, I wasn't really happy seeing the sidekick trope. But you know what? It is what it is. So I was still but I was excited because all the women's, mm-hmm. you know, fantastic. And then Leslie tweeted out. She because people were just kind of arguing about it, like, wow, we're kind of disappointed. People's honest opinions. Mm-hmm. So she went on Twitter and basically just said, "Get over yourselves. It's just a movie. We're actors. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with me being the MTA worker. If I was a scientist, you guys would be arguing about what kind of scientist I was." And I was like, <laughs> my first thought was, uh, "No, really? I would have been excited." I would have been like, how cool is that to have Leslie Jones, mm-hmm. who's on SNL, mm-hmm. who, let's be honest, is seen as the loud black funny sister mm-hmm. which is awesome yeah you know but she's always that always so it would have been awesome if she, she was that in my show yeah <laughs> and it'd be awesome if she could be that but as a scientist too mm-hmm. you know so at that point i realized that there are some fights and some people you just don't need to be fighting for because it's clear that they not you know their whole thing is hey i'm in a movie be excited about the movie yeah. so uh i'm gonna wait till the movie comes out on dvd or something mm-hmm. you know and then i'll see it then so mm-hmm. that's what i'm gonna say about that because i'm mm-hmm. excited about it Okay. But then I saw that, and then I saw that. I was like, you know what? You're not going to get my money on the first weekend. I was there for the women's, and I was trying, but you know what? Y'all going to wait. 
So that's just me. Everybody else can do what you want to do because I'm probably going to see it anyway. You know, I'll probably get a free pass to do write up, do a write up for bitch flicks or something like that. But it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like my my uh, my idea of that would have been like. You know, hey, I understand people were upset, don't like that, but hey, it's going to be a great movie, you know. But when you come at us like that, where, you know what, you know, peace out, y'all, whatever, it's just a movie, whatever, I realize that there are people on certain levels and it's okay. You can just be an actor and be that. But there's going to be some of us who see things the bigger picture. Let me, since you're talking about those type of characters, representation. Representation. Mm -hmm. I was listening to the Blacklist podcast with Franklin Leonard. And there is a one that came out February 25th called Loose Women. And I think you would like it. It sounds like something Quentin Tarantino would have wrote. It's like a Western about mm-hmm. all these strong women, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to the interview by the guy who wrote it. And he talked about, he talked about writing this script <clears throat> because he's like a big fan of what, spaghetti Westerns or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he realized there was like, he, out of all the ones he's seen over all the years, he's only seen a few women in the leads. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to write a movie with all, all strong women. They're not going to have any issues with men. It's going to be like, they're going to kill men and shoot men and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I was like, hmm. So for all you motherfuckers out there, y'all should go check out Loose Women on Blacklist. Okay. I think you would like it. I think I love yeah. westerns, and I love westerns with really amazing women because there's so many untold stories about mm-hmm. women in the West, mm-hmm. women who were doing some things, you know, mm-hmm. not just the whole prairie homesteader, you know, not just I mean, especially in terms of black women and native women and just doing shit, mm-hmm. you know, and helping to build this country. So that's cool to know. But I mean, I, I mean, you work with Leslie. What is your opinion on that? Like. How do you feel with people making those comments, being kind of disappointed that she's just she's not a scientist too? Because you're not like, because um, you're, you're you know as an actor you know actors act and it's playing a role and I totally get what Leslie is saying in terms we're all actors but you know me. Um, I mean here's the deal. I think I think the audience, meaning the people on Twitter making the fuss, have a point, and I think the actors slightly have a point. Here's why. You got to look at it like this. When you are an actor, you are you can do two things. You can you can do like Idris did. You can move to America and be determined to only play certain characters until you become a superstar and play the roles you want to play. Or you can realize, wow, I'm really good at being the loud motherfucker who does whatever and I'm gonna get all those roles and just keep playing them, which is my assumption on what Leslie's doing as an example. Or <clears throat> you can decide I'm only going to play the type of roles I want to play and never fucking work. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my opinion, I think she may have gotten caught in B, which is I'm working. I just came off a hit TV show. I'm hot right now. People want me that role. I can play as myself because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty much her when you talk to her. Trust mm-hmm. me. <laughs> um, um, I think she embraced that, and I think to some extent she's right. She's just doing a movie. It's just a movie. Mm-hmm. What she's because she hasn't taken the stance that I'm saying. She hasn't taken A and B. She hasn't decided mm-hmm. I'm going to be the actor who right. only represents. I'm not going to say no to those roles. Mm-hmm. She's still trying to build her career so she can say no. Yeah. Right. So I think for her, and I'm not speaking for her. Just listening to what you said. Mm-hmm. You know, paraphrasing off of her tweet. Um, that's what I was hearing when I heard her. Oh, she's basically saying, guys, I'm just trying to fucking work. Right. I'm an actor. Right. 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 Chill. 
<laughs> Let me get some shit first, right? Excuse me, before I can start saying no. Um, do we, here's what I think you're asking, or at least curious about, should we be writing characters that do represent us in a different light? And I would say yes, it depends on what the project is, mm -hmm. right? Now, for example, I told you I just got hired to do this new zombie frick picture, right? And soldier and a and soldier and a and a, and a um, physicist, and I went. I'm going to make the physicist a black guy, mm -hmm. right? And there wasn't any kind of like, oh, who should I? Would I? And when I pitched, I had to go back and pitch the whole project back to you know the producers who hired me, and I did this whole spiel <laughs> about why. Right? Why I thought this was important to make this guy a black guy, and here's why, and here's how smart he is, and blah, 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 blah. And they loved it. I thought they were going to, you know, be like, well, should he mm -hmm. be, will that sell, you know, all that other shit. But I think because I prefaced it with why, mm -hmm. it kind of helped them believe it, as opposed to me just pitching, oh, and this guy's black, and blah, 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 and he's a physicist, and all those other things. It just helped that I explained. Here's why I made this guy this guy. Here's why I made this guy this guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Here's why I made this girl this girl. Here's, you know what I mean? Et cetera, et cetera. And then I started talking about the characters, mm -hmm. right? Now, um, um, so I don't know if I fucking answer your question. No, no, it's fine. Because <laughs> I, I understand that. And I get where she's coming from. Yeah. Being young and hungry, trying mm -hmm. to get them roles. I'm coming from someone who's seen the big picture. From someone who's seeing it in terms of these are the films that go overseas. And this is what gets represented as all black people all over the world. Yeah. And this has been a consistent pattern, and that role has been played before and done to death. Get your paper, boo-boo. Yeah. But I'm just letting you know, it <clears throat> is what it is. You know, and I'm excited. I'm hoping that Paul, is it Paul Fagg who did the... Mm. I'm hoping that it's going to be a subverted role, that we're going to be surprised, and mm -hmm. she's going to do some amazing things. My, one of my tweets was like, I hope she's like a genius structural engineer because she works in the MTA system and she brings <laughs> some brilliance, mm -hmm. you know. And I understand that because yeah, a lot so of you could add that layer yeah, to that cast. But I, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that's what yeah. it is because I know there were a lot of black people on Twitter who were butt hurt, who were mm -hmm. like, "What's wrong with her playing?" Mm -hmm. You know, the MTA. What's wrong? That's not the point. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the point of her because that's because those people are just happy she's in the movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? They don't because they just happy. They so desperate. We so hungry to see ourselves, and I get that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say to those black people who are like, "Y'all need to get over yourself. She's in the movie. Y'all need to stop making the bit. What's wrong? You know, as mm -hmm. in you know, being a person who works in service or you know working class person who's not the you know doesn't have that big mucky muck job mm -hmm. that's not what i'm saying what i'm mm -hmm. saying is we're always that same character in every movie and when we say why couldn't she be the scientist mm -hmm. it's because we want to see that broaden she can still be herself mm -hmm. gregarious and outlandish and crazy and be that be that scientist though mm -hmm. that would it, in my opinion it just been really 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 been really cool Let to see her that. what was um what's his name ernest what's his name who hudson. was in mm -hmm. hudson well do you remember what he was on the original? It's been so long. But he was kind of the same kind of character. But See, I thought that's what they were doing. But originally, just, yeah. I, that, you know. My first thought was they're going to do that. But yeah, it's 2016. Let's do better. But yeah, at the same time, if you look, and I, I don't know if you guys saw the article, Ernie Hudson talks about it. You know his character originally was supposed to have been had like an ex-Marine with a bunch of PhDs. Oh, no. I didn't know. And that never made it into the script. Oh, really? You know. So he's kind of like the honorary fourth, mm -hmm. you know, ghost. So... Go look up that article about Ernie Hudson talking about that and what the role originally was going to be and what it didn't. And that's why I think, for me, it kind of stings a little bit. Like, yeah, you had an opportunity to, like, bring it up, you know, make them all scientists or mm. have somebody else. Look, one of the white women, for once, be the working class okay. person. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that's the perspective we're coming from. So for those of you who are mad at us who are like, why can't she be a scientist? That's why, because we always the worker. 
the sidekick, <laughs> the funny ha ha friend that slaps ghosts you know, out of people funny? and shit. I was thinking about when you were talking about the sidekick, and now Will Smith and um, Martin Lawrence are talking about doing, or I think are working on doing three for Bad Boys. Oh my God, really? Um, <laughs> because you know why I think. Because they, they keep putting it off because they can't get the script of the story right. But people right? have forgotten the first two movies. But Ride Along is doing so well, and Ride Along is the same fucking movie. It really is. It's the same fucking movie. Straight guy, funny guy, right? Mm-hmm. Will's playing straight, he's playing funny. Mm-hmm. You know, difference to shoot him up, bang, bang movies. You know what I mean? I told you my idea was if you're going to do Bad Boys, do it when they were teenagers. Get Jaden and somebody else to play <laughs> young and have them when they first That's started funny. off. That's funny. You know, maybe they're going to Junior ROTC or the Junior <laughs> Police Academy or something like that. Like, to That's me, funny. That's the shit I would go see. That's and funny. then you can intersperse it with so you the can two pitch guys. That to them. You yeah. And that. then you can still bring them in, mm-hmm. you know, as flashbacks as they're telling the story about what happened. And you can always show them as they are now and That's then funny. go back. That, to me, is something a fresh and something new take to mm-hmm. bring to the table. But I ain't going to go see. No Bad Boys three. <laughs> I could barely get through Bad Boys two. Did I even see Bad Boys one? Maybe I did. <laughs> Bad Boys one was good. Bad Boys one was good. Uh, so you say. So what's next? All right. So got? another thing that made me mad. Not that I'm mad because we'll save the good juicy stuff for the end. So here's what because you know because you know I've been bitching for months. Yes. And we've been talking about this on Twitter about when they were doing the Iron Fist, the new Iron Fist for Marvel. And how we had this campaign, a lot of us were like, it would be awesome, Marvel, if you made the Iron Fist an Asian guy. Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up casting the white dude from Game of Thrones. Oh, really? He's gorgeous. No, you know what? I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. Because I thought, you know, here's your chance. You see that there are Asian fans. There are people of color who want Mm -hmm. to see this. You would have brought in more fans. It would have been awesome. But you capitulate it to the old concept of, well, it's canon. And a bunch of butthurt white guys mm-hmm. <clears throat> who want to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. So, But now, did you see the, the thing they put out where they're all for the, the, the sidekick character they're going to bring in? Uh, I think Shang Li. Is it Shang Li? One of the characters from Marvel. Uh, they're going to be casting only Asian men. I'm like, you can't, we, we already broke up. I ain't, I ain't watching the show now. You had your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. I will give myself an out <laughs> to, to come back. If they cast Donnie Yen. <laughs> to me, Donnie Yen is the deal breaker. Mm-hmm. He is like one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like, I fell in love with Donnie Yen on the scene in It Man, the original It Man, <laughs> where his wife tells him, you can fight, but don't bring no shit up in my house. <laughs> so he's fighting the Grandmaster, and he's trying to make sure he don't tear up shit in the house. <laughs> Watch and the he's plan. Kind, Watch the yeah, plan. he's like, and it's awesome. I thought, oh my God, I love me. And of course, mm-hmm. um, Wing Chun from way back with him and Michelle Yeoh. So I will say this. Mm-hmm. I will I will. Backpedal that if they cast Donnie, <laughs> yeah. then I don't care who you have as Iron Fist. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, you're bringing some more Donnie in. But you know, it was a lot of big. I mean, I had trolls coming at me, you know, white dudes and black dudes really? coming at me on Twitter talking about, well, you know, you'd be pissed off if you know if they made uh, Storm or Black Panther white. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd be upset. <laughs> and number two, ain't that many black characters that we got. Mm-hmm. So for you to change them to white. That's worse than changing, you know, uh, Paul, you know, Danny Rand into uh, uh, keeping him a white dude. So it's like you're 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 conflating two different things, mm-hmm. and you need to like show yourself out the door, <laughs> you know. But they came. Like one dude had to never to send me links. Like I'm gonna show links. you some articles, so I sent him some shit back. So I gave him the one. <laughs> I gave him. I sent him the one link because you know because sometimes you can't when you try to explain to people why making. <laughs> Changing. Oh, we're talking about superheroes. I'm talking about made up 
fictional mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. where you try to explain to people that it's not the same to change Nanny Ran into an Asian dude mm-hmm. as it would be to change Black Panther or Storm into white characters <laughs> or what have you. So I sent him like a Tumblr piece. It's a wonderful um, writer out there. I'm so sorry. I- I'll try to remember your name and put it up on my Twitter thing where this person explained why that's not equal and why it's okay mm-hmm. to race bend with people of color, hmm. but not with people of color characters when you change them to white. Okay. And they used the raisinets, and they had like a bowl of raisinets. <laughs> and like they had the one big bowl of raisinets that represents all the white people ever in Marvel or any mm-hmm. of the comic books. And then they had another little bowl that had like maybe five of us. <laughs> <laughs> like Luke Cage, mm-hmm. you know, Storm, mm-hmm. you know, just a few of the piddling through, you know, that, you know, maybe Blade was in there, mm-hmm. you know, and then how taken from that one. And bringing this one to this side, it's not equal like in any way. Happens. Nothing that happens. Yeah. Like, you can notice a change when you're bringing people of color and changing them mm-hmm. into something else. But when you start taking them to the other way, mm-hmm. you're diluting what we, the less that we have. So, I don't know. It, it's, well, it's it, funny. I have a thing. It's disappointing. Remember when we had, we had Jeff Thorne on? Mm-hmm. And hey, Jeff. We, were, we were having this similar conversation about comic books. And it was back during the time, I think, when they were... We were talking about Captain America. We were talking about the black Captain America, all that bullshit. Right, right. And he said something really interesting that's registered to me, which is I don't really care about making this character black or that character black. There are so many other movies, so many other stories we could be doing. Yes. You know, we don't need a black James Bond. There's already one in this book. Right, right, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's do the book. Right. You know what I mean? Et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, see, I think he's on to something. I actually well, like I think that. I think they're starting to learn because number one, like I said, one of my, my favorite shows, uh, Into the Badlands, um, nice. they have a lead, one of the first in a long time where you have uh, an Asian male as the lead, and he's Always a lead, got his shirt off. and he's sexy. <laughs> he's the he main sexy. character. He's the main character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything revolves around him. He's not the stereotype nerdy dude. Yep. He's not, you know. Uh, we always say de-sex, like, you know, they don't have any sex life or anything like that. Or they're never seen as them as being romantically mm-hmm. like every woman with would want them. woman to Child, please, with that, and having She's a baby, so too? Gorgeous. Oh, my God. So, and not only that, but they've got, like, Asian men behind the scenes, too. Executive mm-hmm. producing. And, right, yeah. and in the, the casting, if you look at that cast, oh, my God, the background people, mm-hmm. they got more men of color on that show right. than anything. They ain't right. got as many women of color in terms of speaking roles, just veil. But hey, we're working on it. They but got least, tons of women. But they've the, got the, 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 the bad woman, I forget her name off the top of my head with the red hair. Oh my God, She's got widow. all her women. Yes. You know what I mean? I oh love God, that. yes. I love her. kick ass. Oh my God, yes. You know what I mean? And so. she's got her own daughter who's her mm-hmm. mentor and they've got like six main women on that show. Know, she's kind of a chubby girl too, which I like. I that's real. It. That's how people really I look. I love it. You know? And the fact that they all are part of the different spectrums. They represent every part of society mm-hmm. like there's one who's the badass who she's a baron too then mm-hmm. they've got like a um a regent who's a female regent too mm-hmm. so they they are just on equal footing as the men mm-hmm. you know like they got the one black dude who's like the tattoo artist who works in a trade mm-hmm. you've got veil who's a healer who is working in a trade mm-hmm. so it's such a great example of a show that's successful and awesome and you know you've got a lot of cool character and you've got an asian lead you know i mean and and I know one of the arguments they always had was, well, the whole point of Danny Rand being a white dude is because he was going to fish out of water, a different culture, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Bitch, don't you ever heard of Asian Americans? <laughs> <laughs> like fourth, fifth, sixth generation Asian Americans? Mm-hmm. Like, 
why not a wonderful way to tell a story of someone who's Asian-American who's reconnecting to the mother culture, mm-hmm. that's another fish out of yeah, water, yeah, you know? Same, yeah, he yeah. can go and learn. But it, I think what really got people, now you got to remember, I grew up during the time when, you know, Iron Fist was coming out mm-hmm. in the old days where, you know, we used to like trash talk when I was a kid. <laughs> like this motherfucker could go all the way to this mythical Asian place, mm-hmm. learn all their powers, beats every motherfucker in this imaginary Asian land, and then le- doesn't stay to help fight the bad guys in Asian land, imaginary land, mm-hmm. leaves to come back to America. Well, who does that shit? <laughs> you know, we, we're teaching you all that to help us fight the bad guys in our land, and bitch, you get on the plane and go back to your rich house, mm-hmm. penthouse, rich boy lifestyle. So that was kind of, that was... We had some guffaws over that when I was a kid. <laughs> but, you know, it was just disappointing. And then they have the casting and them saying, well, we couldn't please everybody, which is bullshit. That's they cool. said, oh, you can't please everybody. Yes, you can. What you did was you acquiesced and you gave in to, to Dubros. Yeah, which is the worst. And you just thought that they were the only ones that are going to be watching your mm-hmm. show. So guess what? They are going to be the only ones watching mm-hmm. your show because I ain't watching it. Well, Unless, of course, you bring in... Well, let's talk, to, let's talk to the studio and the networks right quick. I ain't talking to Marvel. Let's Marvel, talk to Marvel can just, like, <laughs> suck it for right now. You guys need to realize that your fan base is not just all these little <laughs> white dudes with freaking comic books. Okay? There's tons of us. These amazing Asian-American actors. Tons Asian actors of us. All the world. God. They are not spending time at Comic-Con, like Glenn Mazzara said on the episode we did with him. Mm-hmm. They're not spending time at Comic-Con looking at the real audience. Look at all the costumes. The They're best all the cosplay. cosplay. Yes. Woo. is ridiculous. We be going in. Mm-hmm. They be wearing outfits that don't even fit. They Bitch, they be, be on working point. on them. Working on shit for like six, okay. seven, eight Hair months. Hair be on point. Okay. Okay. Making me feel like this shit just came out the comic book itself. <laughs> this is the real dude right here. This ain't real no bullshit. Shit. This is the real dude right here. Real you know? shit. I saw some dude. Heading head into one of those things, last he was going to um to the Long Beach one, mm-hmm. and he had he was on his motorcycle that was all done up like Predator, and he had on a Predator a helmet. I was like, oh boy, he was killing the outfit, man, killing the outfit. I was like, God, how much money did you spend? that 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 outfit cost more than his motorcycle? <laughs> you know who has one of the best uh um best female Predator costumes yeah. is a woman of color. Oh really? Uh, I think uh, I follow her on Twitter. I think her. I think her. Oh, I think Twitter I've seen a picture of her. I know you're talking about. Mew? Mew? I think I know you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, but she is a fantastic mm-hmm. black woman who does cosplay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And she's got this female predator that is sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you'd be like... You can see the shape I, of her body wait, wait, wait. and everything. Huh? You're like, I would have fucked this predator. <laughs> <laughs> she may have a crab face uh, for uh, uh, the predator. Because, you know, when they open up that mask oh, and it's like right. a crab. Yeah, they have, like, yeah, those... Yeah, yeah. those. Oh, God. They look like crabs. Mm-hmm. and With dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. She make you like, you know what? Just keep the mask on. <laughs> we gonna make it do what it do, but keep the don't mask kiss me. on. Don't, don't, kiss, <laughs> don't kiss me. <laughs> That's like, you know, the, I, I just don't. I, you know what? I do get the thinking because mm-hmm. they just think that we don't exist, mm-hmm. and they think that their their main meal ticket is the same old Dubros they've been having for years, and they forget <laughs> that everybody, everybody's finished with nerd now. True, but true. you know, but hey, Marvel, you know, you keep doing what you do. What's next? And. uh what I've been waiting for that okay. we close out with that I'm right. so it, it finally happened. What up? I now mind you, picture it. <laughs> 2013, I was in a book called um, The Wiscon Chronicles. Okay. Wiscon Chronicles, I love Volume that Eight. Title. That's a good title. It's called The Wiscon Chronicles, <laughs> and basically they do a book every year 
uh, the book of essays mm-hmm. that discuss what's going on with science fiction, feminism, and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an article talking about uh, the myth of strong women, basically talking about Michonne and um, Abby. Because at the time, those characters had just came on the scene. Um, Sleepy Hollow just came on. Mm-hmm. Um, Michonne had just showed up in like the third, was it third season she showed up? Uh-huh. I want to say third or fourth. Yeah, it was like the, Maybe been like the end, the end, in the third? the end of second, and then she came in the third, third something okay. to that. Like they showed a peak, a peak of right, her right, carrying the right. um, yeah. And I wrote about how you know I really appreciate what they're doing, Sleepy Hollow, and how I wish they would make Michonne a little bit more whole. How I, I right now she was at that time in 2012 when I wrote it, mm-hmm. she was pretty much you know. She was one note. She was just not a well-rounded character. Mm-hmm. Like I want her to have a sex life. I wanted her to like have time <laughs> have to take they care of her. Have looked at the comic book bench? Have her look, you know, have her have some self care because uh-huh. she was always like saving everybody, and mm-hmm. she really was like a zombie herself. Mm-hmm. She just killing zombies. She was a machine. And I was like, I want her to get some dick or whoever. Like mm-hmm. I was like, if if she gonna hook up with Andrew, let's do it. Give I her some you, love. Lily, I'm gonna interrupt you, but I told you when I wrote my spec in my episode, she fucks Tyrese. About, would it be I'm like, time? because I wanted to go off the comic book, right? Right. Like <laughs> okay. let's get you know, well, she's fucking everybody. Yes, but. Two weeks ago, because I missed last 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 week's episode, okay. so I have. But I've already bought the preseason, yeah. so it just drops on my my mm-hmm. thing. So I'll see it tonight. Michonne and Rick. Okay. It finally happened, family. Finally happened. But look, we thought it was going to happen with him and Andrea for a minute before she died. So I mean. But here's the thing: <clears throat> they tried to be slick by bringing it when they went to um, when they got to what is it called the place? Oh God, in Victoria. Yeah. What, what's the place they call it? Is it Victoria Falls? No, whatever the place is called. Anyway, the place yeah. that just got, the place that they thought they found heaven and was happy mm-hmm. and then shit went to hell. Mm-hmm. But anywho, they had him, at first people were thinking they were going to have him hook up with the mom, the little kid. Yep. And you knew that was going to happen. First of all, first things well, first, Rick. Saw, if you saw the first things book. first, Rick. That bitch couldn't even take care of her own <laughs> son. They got eaten and the kid froze. Uh-huh. Like, you want to be with somebody who's been with you from day one. She couldn't even pull her hand away, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we are not letting those genes propagate anymore. You would not want... Michonne has been there from day one. Mm-hmm. Like, handling her business, his equal, mm-hmm. if more so. And at last, they had a moment where they let them get together. I do kind of wish they would have had a real love scene. I I do, too. I know, because when Jesus showed up and interrupted and, you know, that kind of thing. But (laughs) it happened. (laughs) And I was shocked. Like, I didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. Like, we, you know, we talked about it. I saw it coming. Here's the thing. Here's soon the thing. as that bitch sat down on the couch, I'm like, this look, ain't right. Look, look, look. <laughs> I was always Team Dixon, which I thought her, you know, I want her and Daryl to get together because I thought yeah. they would be there because Rick is stupid. But anyway, <laughs> I thought, and I thought, well, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I thought, well, maybe it will happen mm-hmm. with, you know, what's his name? But they made him into a punk. Morgan. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck they writing this season. Like, what the fuck y'all doing, I still don't Morgan? think they have any black people writing on that show. I'm not sure, but <sighs> I know no they didn't people. before. You ain't got no black people writing on Walking so. Dead. I don't know. Because you show as hell wouldn't have Morgan acting like nobody, that. Nobody, nobody, nobody with any power to say anything. Okay, it's like, no. You, got a staff you would not there, have been doing my shit. Morgan like that. Yeah. But anywho, Michonne and Rick mm-hmm. got it on. Rashawn, that's what they call them. Yeah, right? Rashawn. Rashawn got it on. <laughs> and do you know there was motherfuckers on Twitter who was upset? I ain't surprised. And they were like, oh, why didn't... And then some people was mad. I was like, well, he... What's her name? Only died like 
two last episode. I'm like, bitch, you have this not is built you, up wait, tension. wait, wait. Mm-hmm. You have not been keeping up because if you was following the story, That's you right. realize this is months later. Yep. So that whole it was just last week. He was mm-hmm. with what's her no, name? It wasn't. Bitch they were, been dead they for two got months. The wall up again yeah, the wall like stuff is working. <laughs> exactly. Electricity back okay. on bitch. <laughs> so stop mourning that bitch who couldn't move fast enough to save her own baby. <laughs> <laughs> get with the get shit. with the winning team, ho. Mm-hmm. Get with the winning team. <laughs> but I have to admit, I was shocked. My mouth went open. Oh, I was like, I think I jumped to the floor. I, here's the thing: okay. when they were sitting down, and she was like, "Oh, here's your breathman." I'm like, "Breathman." And then it was like the hand, uh-huh. and then the hand. I said, "That's how it starts." That's so, how it starts. and then they it was were like too close anyway. I was and like, at first, mm. I thought, "Well, they got the whole hands, and maybe they're going to have that moment. They look into each other's eye, and then someone interrupts. You oh, know, somebody yeah. comes in, mm-hmm. and it just—it's a moment that could have happened, mm-hmm. but then it didn't. Mm-hmm. And then they kiss, mm-hmm. and then in the next scene, they was butt naked in the bed together. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus came up in there, and this is when I realized, Rick, you better not fuck this up, because when. <laughs> When you jumped up and reached for your gun, Michonne mm. jumped up butt naked and got her katana and was ready to slay motherfuckers yep. post quiz, <laughs> the post afterglow, true that, true that. sweaty nakedness, mm-hmm. and she was still ready to throw down. Like, if you don't marry this woman, useful. You better stick with this one. Now, mind you, I haven't seen the episode afterwards to see what happened because, you know, shit, I, I did not see a walk of shame. <laughs> I don't know if that happened because I didn't get a chance to see that episode. No, I'm not gonna tell you because I was out of town at an event. Mm-hmm. But oh, you saw the next one. So of course. okay, so does everybody else know? Yes. Okay. Did you want to know that? Okay. Look. 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 What? How they is, figure how, it out. Look, look. 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 How is Carl? Carl's fine. Okay. He loves it. Do they have sex again? No, not in the next. Damn it! But but they openly are intimate around everybody else. They openly. Touch each other. Wow. I'll leave it at that. Wow. Yeah. In front of everybody. The tongue and everything? No, no. They're just openly intimate. You know, I don't want to give it away because then you go. Uh, I'm still going to watch it. Okay. Okay. Well, because you, that's the, you don't want to see I know. Shit. Here's the thing. I have to, I have to admit, I quit watching Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I saw the first two episodes and I'm like, y'all just, y'all fucking around <laughs> with Morgan. Y'all fucking <laughs> with my feelings. You know what? F you. Mm-hmm. And then... The episode that came back on where Daryl blew up, mm-hmm. when they were, who was talking shit like blah, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill Sasha. Mm-hmm. They gonna oh. kill Sasha. You know, I wasn't worried mm-hmm. about Abraham because you know they gonna let him stick around for a little bit. And I was like, oh my god, they gonna. And then Daryl comes out with. The- <laughs> but look, you know what I'm worried about? You haven't seen it, but they're on their way to a place. Glenn's gonna die. Y'all need to get over it. Okay. Y'all need to understand. Book, in the book, this is where Glenn officially. You dies. need to I'm understand. Glenn is gonna get it. He gonna get it. And, you know, because uh, because because um, it's, it's cause you've seen Carl with the patch now. I have read. I, I didn't uh, think they were going to do that. Let, let me let, let you know. I've read all the comic books mm-hmm. all the way up until like maybe the last few that have just come out recently. I got them all. Yeah, so I I know I know the through line, mm-hmm. and I I love the fact that they're surprising us by not always following, even though sometimes I do wish yeah. they would. Because I keep thinking they're not going to give Rick the <sighs> only one hand or something, because that would just be terrible. Uh, oh my god! You know, but they but they shot Carl's eye, and I went, oh, they did Carl. They might do Rick about down the line. damn time, and and, <laughs> and Carl bounced back up and got that shit together. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited because it's like, and I, of course I have to be really petty. Mm-hmm. When that happened, I had to tweet out to Sleepy Hollow. I got a picture of, <laughs> of Abby and Ichabod mm-hmm. kind of looking upset. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this could be us, but you playing. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm excited about it. And it's like, wow, I mm-hmm. never thought that would happen. And I want to say this is huge because number one, it's so rare that you see a beautiful dark skinned woman 
get to be the center of a white guy's attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Scandal and Carrie Washington, but I'm just she's talking. gorgeous, though, yeah. Michelle. Oh God, gorgeous. she's amazing. And Did it's you see just, her on the Talking Dead yes, after? Yes, she was looking fly. And I'm like, I'm just so happy because, and and and. I, it, that's why I was like, I was kind of like perturbed. Mm-hmm. And mainly, I'm going to say this, mainly this was coming from white women on Twitter that I noticed. Oh, really? Who were kind of upset that they could not see. I just, you know, they could not imagine Rick and mm-hmm. Michonne. I'm like, bitch, who's the best one for him? Who's the one he trusts more than anybody? Who who would you leave <laughs> your child with? I think he trusts her more than Daryl. I think he, yeah. I think you he trusts her most than anybody mm-hmm. else. Because he knows if he has to leave and something goes down, she going to be yeah. all right. Yeah. He ain't got to be like prepping everybody else like, mm-hmm. you know what to do. You know what to do. I'm going to admit, though, I feel some kind of, I'm just going to say this. You know me. I don't usually have a black and white thing. That ain't my thing. However, <laughs> you, it should have been Daryl. Scott Gimple, I'm going to talk to you for a quick second. Why is it? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, you looking at me like I did Hold it? On. I didn't do it. This is some shit you would say. Okay, so it just offered okay. me to say it. Go ahead. But it's my observation. Okay, until you can't, until you get one of us on your show, I'm gonna keep saying the shit. Look, how come every time Rick and them got to head out of town to go, you know, get some supplies, he leave the baby with one of the black folks? Because mammy. Why we always gotta watch the kids? Uncle Ben. What's up with that? Step and fetch it. You know. That's some bullshit. <laughs> oh, I've been saying that from Jack. Hey, like I've been saying that for years. Mm-hmm. Like, motherfucker, Ty- uh, Tyrese had your baby. Okay. And was caring for your baby yeah. and running through, could barely take care of himself. Now the priest, what's his name? The priest? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Why am I going to bring on his name? Yeah. Now, now he got to watch the baby all the time. But at least they made him tough now. Now he's got, I don't know if you saw that episode. He grew now. up here. Yeah. He finally grew up here. But look, that's what I noticed. If they decide to keep you, Eventually, you grow a pair. Right. You know what I mean? And you'll end up taking care of the baby. Yeah, because like back when I wrote my spec script two, two and a half years ago, I mean, that freaking Carol was weak still. Mm-hmm. Now this bitch, she the one that you might want to trust more than anybody in the sense of who's going to protect you. <laughs> that Until right she there. was talking about killing Morgan. I was like, yeah, oh, hold was- up, bitch. Hold up, bitch. <laughs> we may have to off you right now, too. See, I thought she had a good point she thought he was making bad decisions for the group you know what i mean i think they eventually can then you leave him with dude and you handle your own business (laughs) you leave like how hard is that Mm -hmm. you know if you want to sit here and babysit this dude tied up to the bed fuck him we leaving (laughs) that's what you do you don't Mm -hmm. sit here have this existential moment we gonna sit here like no you don't i'm a step bitch shut up (laughs) y'all gonna make me hate carol that's what's up y'all gonna make me hate carol so that was a nice little chop it up episode. <laughs> Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. So Lisa, Lisa, where can people find you at? Well, you're gonna find me live tweeting these shows. <laughs> Get all hot under the collar. Actually, you can find me, of course, on Twitter. Usually, I'm on Saturday Night Sci-Fi with Geek Soul Brother. Yay! Are you um, eating something all that tonight? I am. I am smacking really hard. Really, you know. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm sitting here eating Kit Kats. Back to back. Okay, she got a pile Hershey's of them kisses, over there. And what is this? Is this the, uh, you got the Jolly Ranchers? <laughs> Walla Melon. Mm-hmm. Not Watermelon. Walla Melon. <laughs> so I'm so sorry if you hear me smacking and you hear some rappers in the background. But yes, you can find me on Twitter. Um, whenever Graveyard Shift Sister does the Friday Night Horror, I try my best to be on the Friday Night Horror tag. You can find me on Bitch Flicks. My latest piece is up now. It's uh, Into the Badlands, where Blazion Love lasts, where I talk about Vale and Sunny and whether or not their relationship is going to last. And I actually get into a little bit about, historically, uh, Asian males and black women characters. And I do call out 
Romeo must die because we are still uh, bitter. Mm. We are still bitter yeah. with Jet Li and Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think in the article I said, whoever said that they should not kiss at the end or have a moment uh, in the voice of Sam Jackson. <laughs> I hope you die and burn in hell. And mm. basically, that's what that should be. And I kind of gave a nice listing for some films that featured Asian men and black women in love romantic relationships. That's and right. basically just talking about that. So, yeah, you can find me there. Cool. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Instagram, same thing. Um, follow the show, ScreenwritersRR, on Twitter. <clears throat> um, any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Please go on uh, iTunes and give us a five-star review because we need that shit for The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, please comment, all that shit like that. Please retweet the show. Oh, and real quick, Geek Soul Brother did send me a question. Okay. And I've been trying to hold I'll hold it to see if we can get some more. So, Geek, I have not forgotten. I have some more. I just need to yes. put them all together. So, somewhere. I have not forgotten. He had a really, really great yeah. question in terms, I think, from what I remember, it was talking about, like, how do you know... Um, when you have a brand new show, how do you know that the show is good? Like, how many episodes okay. do you get we into that you realize that it's really so? I have not forgotten. We're just trying we to get a bunch have, more. We should have did that with Glimmer's Air. Oh, we, <laughs> how do you know if it's really clicking on four cylinders? That's what's up. So, yeah. All right. And um, big shout out to all the countries out there. Uh, you know, you guys know who you are. We appreciate it. Um, and uh, you know how we do it on the rant room. So, on the show, we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? 2016. 2016. Glad to have you back, Lisa. Yeah, I'm glad to Peace. be back. So, ciao. Yeah. In the rain, we say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real. In the rain, all about the crap of screen writing. Fill my bottle up with lightning. Up in the rain, before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage. That light about the dark, can you build the inferno from an itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers, rise with the cream. A million other writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the red room. We say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real in the red room. All about the crap of screen writing. Fill my bottle. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.